This is Pueblo's Podcast. I'm Dave Moore. My guest today is Pueblo Mayor Nick Gratisar. Mr. Mayor, thank you very much for joining me today. Dave, my pleasure. Well, let's let's get started. You were elected mayor about a year and a half ago, the first Pueblo mayor since around 1911. That's an interesting uh, statistic right there in itself. Yes. Uh, Pueblo became one of only three cities in Colorado to have a strong mayor system. Denver and Colorado Springs are, are the other two. Obviously, the voters decided that they wanted to change our form of government from a city manager, city council form of government to a strong mayor, city council form of government. So it's been interesting in the last year and a half trying to get this new system uh, put together. Uh, there's been some adjustment periods, obviously, but uh, all in all, I think it's been working pretty smoothly. Right. And besides COVID-19, which was a big surprise for everyone worldwide, were there any surprises locally for you that or were amazed that uh, it, it occurred? Well, you, uh, the longer you're in the job, the more things you discover. You know, I learn something every day uh, that I didn't know. And some of the things uh, surprise you to no end. Um, obviously, one of the big things that uh, everybody in Pueblo is concerned about is the street repairs. And so the street repair utility took a lot of our time uh, as we got in there, trying to get that on some kind of sound financial footing. And I'm happy to say that uh, early next week, we'll probably be breaking ground on some of the first streets to be repaired with that street repair utility that the voters passed, I think, three years ago. Uh, You know, there wasn't enough funds in it to do it. So the city council um, increased the fees to $3 per household and, this year, finally, uh, the citizens are going to see the results of that. So we've got four streets we're going to rebuild this year, probably overlay three others, and then uh, try to proceed down that list in, a, in an efficient fashion. Well, that'd be great. I'm sure most people will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, when, whenever we survey the residents, that's their number one complaint, oh, is really? uh, the condition of the streets. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping to make some progress on that. And some of them... Uh, Will not be done this year because we're doing some some of those in cooperation with the uh, Colorado Department of Transportation. Uh, so we're we're getting some money from them. So we have to do a little more planning. It's not simply just milling and overlaying them. Some of the streets have to be rebuilt, and when we rebuild them, we want to try to make sure that we're incorporating, you know, bike trails and paths to Minnequah Park, for instance, off Prairie Avenue, and hmm. some of those. So they become a little more complicated than just roto milling and uh, putting new asphalt down. Sure, so, I'm sure you've received a lot of input on that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we hear from people all the time uh, about streets, and that's you know that's I think part of what this mayor's position is. You know, the voters decided to put somebody in charge, and people know where they can call. And sometimes we can help them out. Sometimes we can't. We try to be courteous and listen to everybody that uh, has complaints. I think that's what people were looking for, some central person that they could go to when they have issues with uh, how the city's operating or with city government. Sure. So the big issue, of course, this year has been COVID-19. How do you feel the city responded to the pandemic, and how are how are things going right now? Well, I think the city responded uh, pretty quickly. I mean, almost immediately, we shut down the city offices, sent everybody home uh, to try to maintain that social distancing. And we're still doing that to some extent. I just uh, sent some people to work from home in the last week or so, so that we can uh, try to keep this spike in infections from getting any worse. 
Sure. Uh, Pueblo's been pretty lucky uh, with that, but, uh, you know, we're not out of the woods. I get reports three times a week from the Department of uh, Public Health and Environment that shows how many hospital beds are available in Pueblo, how many ICU beds are available in Pueblo. And some of those reports scare you a little bit because uh, we've got 48 ICU beds in both Pueblo hospitals. And some days there are only one or two of those beds available. Not for COVID, not because they're filled with COVID-19 patients, but uh, just they have other patients with medical conditions in there. And so that's one of the things we look at pretty closely. What's our capacity if we have an outbreak, uh, which is why it's so important that we keep the outbreak down so that uh, we don't overrun the capacity that we have in our hospital system here. Right. Fortunately, we haven't yet. And I think with this mask uh, rule now that everybody's wearing masks. I think that's that's going to help us uh, keep the infection rate down. We had a spike in the last couple of weeks, and we hit the threshold number where the state's taking a look at whether or not we should lose some of our variances and have to go back to some of the stay-at-home order, mm-hmm. which is more restrictive than what we currently have now. But uh, we're hoping that we'll, if everybody cooperates, be able to keep that infection rate low so we won't have to go backwards. That's uh, what we really don't want to do. We don't want to shut our economy down again. Sure. That was uh, a pretty hard hit for small businesses, for the city of Pueblo. We lost some money in terms of sales tax revenues and those kind of things. So, uh, and plus, I think one of the big responses that the city made was taking $5 million out of the half cent sales tax fund for economic development and making that available to our local businesses. As you know, that's ordinarily reserved for uh, people coming to Pueblo and creating primary jobs. That is, people are working here and the money's coming from outside of the city of Pueblo. But we decided, given the crisis and the fact that these businesses had to close, that we were going to take uh, up to $5 million and make it available to our local businesses so that when the stay-at-home order was relaxed, they would have funds to pay that make their rent payments or mortgage payments or purchase inventory so they could get up and running start generating that sales tax again. And I think that program has been very, very successful. Yes. And, you know, local businesses are, are the backbone of the economy of a, of a town the size of Pueblo, especially. Absolutely. And we, uh, you know, there were some larger businesses, some local businesses that uh, took advantage of that program. But uh, a lot of the grants and loans that were made were made to uh, one or two person operations, mom and pop shops that, uh, desperately needed some help. And I think as a result of the help we were able to give them, they were able to survive that stay-at-home period and uh, open up again and start doing business. Now, I'm sure that their businesses have not yet recovered to the pre-pandemic levels, but uh, they're a lot better off now as a result of that assistance than they would have been. Sure. And what are the city's contingency plans to kind of make up for that lost revenue because of COVID-19? Well, we've... uh, put in a hiring freeze. So we we didn't bring on a lot of the summer temporary help that we would have. A lot of the positions that uh, people retired or we had vacancies, we didn't fill those vacancies. Surprisingly, you know, we modeled some pretty drastic reductions in revenue. But uh, to date, at least the last numbers I saw, we were only down about two and a half or three percent in revenues for the year. So given the fact that we had to shut our economy down for 60 days, I'm just pleasantly surprised by that. Sure. So we're, we're still cautious. We're still trying to be conservative. And we'll, we'll take some hits as uh, the year goes on. Obviously, you know that the Colorado State Fair is not going to be anything like it 
has been in the past. The Chilean Frijoli Festival, which uh, generates a lot of income and a lot of business in the city of Pueblo, won't be anything like it's been in the past, uh, just because you can't have those larger crowds uh, during this pandemic getting together and risk the spread of that disease. But uh, we're we're just trying to be careful. We're watching the pennies. Uh, Obviously, a lot of money has been made made available uh, to the city through the federal CARES program. The city and county got $14.4 $14.4 million, I think, that we've divided up. The city's getting $5.5 million of that to help deal with uh, COVID-19. It's not to replace lost sales tax revenue, but it's to help us put in place things to deal with COVID-19. So, for instance, we can help businesses expand their outdoor space so that they can increase their outside capacity and try to make their business economical because now they're limited to 50% of capacity inside. So helping them make some permanent improvements on Union Avenue, for instance, like we have on B Street where you have those outdoor dining areas, yes. we we think is something that uh, will, will really help the community, help those businesses and uh, make their uh, businesses economical again. Sure. Well, it sounds like we you're on, on track to kind of do a little bit of recovery any, at any rate. Yeah, and it's going to take a while. You know, for instance, our airport operations, we got a grant from uh, uh, the FAA that will basically cover the operations for that airport. So that million dollars that we put out in payroll uh, and expenses out there gets to come back into the general fund and make up for some of those losses. So our transit uh, department got a $6 million grant from the Federal Transit Authority. So in some respects, that damage has been mitigated by that aid we've gotten from the federal government. Oh, very good. And plus, I think I think the fact that, uh, you know, they sent out $1,200 checks to people, those people spent that money, and it looks to me like they spent it in Pueblo. Because as I say, our sales tax numbers have not been reduced nearly as much as we thought they might be. Oh, that's so, very good. Yeah, we're not out of the woods, and we're still being very careful, but... Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Well, earlier this year, Mr. Mayor, Pueblo voters voted to keep Black Hills Energy as the city's electric provider for, I believe, the next about 10 years. Now, you were hoping for a municipalization. Where do we go from here? Do you have or does the city have expectations for Black Hills in the future? Well, obviously, we have another opportunity in five years if the voters decide they'd want to do that to take an exit ramp. Uh, I don't have any plans to do that at this point. I think the voters spoke loudly and clearly. Uh, As you indicated, I was hopeful that the voters would vote for municipalization because I think that would have been in the best long-term interest of the community. But Black Hills has indicated to me that they want to be a good community partner uh, with the city of Pueblo, and I trust that they will. Uh, they are in the process now of uh, seeking PUC authority to uh, build a 200-megawatt renewable uh, energy facility, probably solar, uh, that will reduce some of the rates that uh, Pueblo and Spain. It will reduce the cost of energy. I think they estimate that over the next uh, 10 years, maybe it's 20 years, $66 million will be saved when they bring this renewable energy project online. So. Uh, we're looking for them to be a good community partner for as long as they have the franchise with the city of Pueblo, and uh, I think they will be. Okay. So what are the city's plans to um, attract folks to the expanded convention center in Riverwalk? Of course, we're on hold kind of or a semi-hold because of COVID-19, but I know down the road we'd like to 
have people from outside the area take advantage of those facilities. Yes, and uh, this year for the first time, the city and county jointly set up a a marketing program through the Chamber of Commerce where we're putting out some positive content about the city of Pueblo so that when people search the internet about Pueblo, they see some of the good stories about Pueblo, like Neon Alley and some of the things we have here, the Riverwalk, to try to get them off the interstate and to... uh, to stay here. The convention center is uh, marketing every day for the convention center and for Pueblo Memorial Hall, but it's going to be a while, I think, before we can get the kind of crowds there that uh, we had originally expected simply because the crowd size now is limited to, you know, not more than 100 people at an indoor facility in a room at any one time, and that's only if you can maintain that that spatial distance uh, there. So, it's going to be a while, I think, before that happens, but I know that uh, the convention center is working very hard to rebook events that were scheduled for this year that have been canceled uh, and try to get them to come back next year. Uh, I think once we find a cure or a vaccine for this illness, that the public is going to be perfectly positioned to take advantage of that, and people are going to want to come here and experience our amenities more than ever. Sure. People, you know, are sort of tired of being cooped up. I can't remember the last time I left town. Right. But, you know, <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people are feeling that way, and they, they should. I think everybody should be careful uh, because this is, for some people, a devastating illness. And the experts say, I guess, that uh, it's going to be with us until 65 or 70% of the population gets infected by it. And what we're trying to accomplish, obviously, is to make sure that, 65% of the population doesn't get infected by it all at once because if everybody gets sick at the same time, we're going to outrun the ability of our hospitals to deal with it. And we don't want to do that. So, right. but I think uh, as we look to next year, um, as soon as I think there's a vaccine or a cure, the public is going to be perfectly positioned. We've uh, obviously been working on some projects that we think will make Pueblo even more attractive. Uh, we're trying to attract a developer here to, build some market rate apartments that uh, like they're building in Colorado Springs now that would be attractive to young people or older people that are state-of-the-art first-class apartments uh, so that we have some uh, housing available here. That's one of the problems we've got in Pueblo is we need more homes. We need more housing, affordable housing, market rate housing, housing for low-income people. We just uh, need a lot more housing than we have now. So that's one of the things we're working on. In terms of trying to get more of that done, we're trying to make it easier for developers to put housing developments in. We've got a uh, new housing subdivision going in north of the Walk and Stick Golf Course, which will be the largest one we've had in a number of years here, North Vista subdivision. And when you build in those houses, that generates some economic activity. It's jobs for people while they're doing that, and it gives them places to live when they're done. So those are some of the things we're working on. Also trying to take advantage of this federal opportunity zone program. Pueblo has eight opportunity zones, and we've been trying to attract investors. Not much success with that at this point, although one of these uh, apartment complexes that we're trying to get going is in an opportunity zone. But what I would like to do is have some more housing downtown uh, in the Union Avenue and the Main Street areas, try to get more people living down there, living and working down there. I think we'll create that vital city center that's, I think, necessary for uh, a metropolitan area to be successful. So those are some of the things we're working on. We've tried to relax some of our zoning restrictions so that some of those older buildings there can be 
uh, multi-purpose buildings. You don't have to have just commercial stuff in there. You can have residences uh, above there. That hasn't been allowed uh, for a while. And so we're, we're trying to get that back on track just so that those opportunities are available for developers to create some housing downtown. Oh, very good. Can you talk about the city's plans to lure some national companies to the area? Well, we're always trying to do that. And Petco does a good job of trying to recruit uh, and work with those companies. Uh, we've got, obviously, the Airport Industrial Park and the St. Charles uh, Industrial Park. And I don't spend a whole bunch of time at this point in those recruitment efforts, but I'm a member of the Petco board. And so monthly we get reports about the prospects that they're looking at. Uh, Most companies right now aren't doing anything in terms of uh, making any plans to move, but the city is acquiring additional land in the St. Charles Mesa Industrial Park and annexing that into the city so that we're ready when people are, uh, ready to start moving. Petco is building, uh, I think, two spec buildings so that uh, these large buildings will be available uh, when businesses are ready to move. Uh, so we're, we're getting prepared for that when, when the time comes and the economy opens up a little bit and people are ready to move forward. Sounds like the city is laying the groundwork just, just to be prepared. We are. We are. And one of the things that I think we ought to uh, look at and emphasize is, you know, what this pandemic has shown to me is that uh, more and more people are able to work from home. And I think that uh, there's a chance for Pueblo, all the recreational opportunities we have here, the weather, the river walk, the downtown area, if we can create some housing down in that area. I think there's a chance for us to attract maybe one job at a time, people who can bring their job with them. And they can work anywhere in the world right from their living room and bring that outside money in. So that, that's one of the things that uh, I think the community ought to focus on a little bit is trying to get some of those people here to, to move and bring their job with them. Oh, very good. We need to talk to the folks at Google. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, everybody, you know, that's what I think everybody's learning is that you, a lot of this work you can do at home. Sure. And uh, we should take advantage of that, I think. But we've got to have reasonably priced, nice homes for them to come to. For instance, downtown doesn't have to be necessarily large places, but has to be modern places. You have to have access to that high-speed internet, fiber, and those kind of things that are downtown if uh, we want to create some uh, places for people to live and work. So, As, as the mayor of Pueblo and a, and a Pueblo resident, how would you describe Pueblo to someone who's never been here, that, that two-minute elevator speech? Well, Pueblo's been a, a well-kept secret. You don't see much of Pueblo if you're just driving by off the interstate. But if you get off the interstate, get into our neighborhoods, get into our parks, get into our trail system, it's unbelievable. It's just uh, a hidden gem. And to some extent, we want to protect that. And we don't want it to be overrun, but we certainly want more development and more growth than we've had uh, lately. In the last 30 years, the population of 50 years, I guess, population of Colorado has tripled. And Pueblo's has gone up maybe 10% inside the city limits. Mm. Uh, Obviously, as the mayor of the city of Pueblo, I want to see more development take place inside the city and not in the county. Uh, That's that's important, I think, that the city be able to grow. But we've got, um, you know, some of the best mountain bike trails in the western United States right out at Pueblo Reservoir. Uh, And we're just getting to the point where they're legal now. Uh, You know, heretofore, people used them and developed them, but they weren't recognized by the Bureau of Reclamation as legal trails. So 
they're they're working on that and once we're able to market that that'll bring a different kind of tourist to pueblo that uh uh will spend some time and money here to take advantage of those those trails so some exciting things i think are just ready to burst targeting those millennials to to bring their mountain bikes down here right target yep yep and people are doing that already but uh you sort of have to be on the inside to know that you can do that here and those trails, you know, what kind of weather we have in, in Pueblo in the wintertime, uh, it's a lot better than it is in other parts of the state. So those trails are uh, accessible to bike riders, enthusiasts uh, most of the year. So we're already getting some of those down here. And obviously the fishing on the Arkansas River here, we draw a lot of people uh, from other parts of the state in the wintertime because the weather is uh, typically mild milder than the other parts of the state and you can fish just about year round uh, right right in on the arkansas river in pueblo so all those kind of things make a difference i think in terms of uh, the quality of life that make pueblo an attractive place for for people uh, to want to live if they can move uh, obviously we need to have jobs for them here if they can't bring their job with them or but uh, you know obviously some people are coming here that uh, want to retire here because Cost of living is reasonable here, uh, and as I say, the amenities we have can't be matched anywhere else. And we've got the Pueblo Reservoir. We just need to have those folks, uh, when they're done uh, skiing and fishing, uh, drive downstream and come into the city. Yes. Well, Mr. Mayor, I've really enjoyed our, our time today. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, about your role or about the city's role that we haven't touched upon? What I would like to see more Puebloans do is get involved in their city government. You know, the city has about 64 boards and commissions where we look for volunteers of people to help out on planning and zoning commission, uh, the election board, uh, human relations commission. We have all kinds of opportunities for people to get involved in their government. So I hope people will do that because the government's going to be better if we can get people to focus on it and to get involved in it. So uh, I hope that as people look for ways to help their community, that they'll take a look at volunteering for one of these boards or commissions and uh, putting their skills to use for the city, albeit on a voluntary basis. But it takes all of us to make a great city and to imagine a great city. And uh, that's one of the ways all the citizens of the city of Pueblo can help. Now rest assured that uh, we're working hard to remove as many impediments to growth as we can so that there are plenty of economic opportunities opportunities for our young people. Uh, my goal for the city of Pueblo is to have an economy here where every young person who wants to stay in Pueblo is able to find a job and a career. So nobody has to leave Pueblo in order to make a living. So that's going to take all of us to pitch in and make that happen. But uh, I see some great things happening. We're going to have the only steel mill in the world that's powered by solar energy here in the next few years. So that's those are the kind of things that I think Pueblo can point to and say, you know, we're, we're different than everybody else. We've already got the largest wind tower manufacturer in the world in Pueblo, Investus Energy. So uh, just some great things are happening, but we can't rest on our laurels. We've got to keep working hard to make it even better and better. Sure. Well, I have a couple of fun questions for you, Mr. Mayor. Um, okay. Of course, when you're in Pueblo and someone asks you, what school did you go to? They're not talking about <laughs> <laughs> what university. <laughs> what high school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, I went to South High School. Okay. Uh, yeah, 53 years ago I graduated, and I actually got to do a commencement address for Central High School this year at their uh, senior ceremony at the Thunderbolt. 
Yeah, I went to South High School. Oh, very nice. And what's on your perfect pizza? What's on my perfect pizza? Uh, sausage, pepperoni, and Pueblo chilies. Oh, boy. That sounds good to me. That's that's <laughs> that's what I have a, a hankering and a weakness for. Sure. Uh, and I won't tell you where I get it because that might be unfair to some of the other chili people but uh, <laughs> or other pizza people. But, uh, yeah, that's what I look for in a pizza. Nice. How about your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, Cherry Garcia. Oh. Cherry Garcia. Very That's good. my favorite uh, flavor of ice cream, and I probably eat too much of it uh, <laughs> for as little exercise as I get. But <laughs> And tell me about your first car, Mr. Mayor. My first car? Yes. Oh, boy, I worked all summer to buy a 54 Chevy two-door that probably I had for a year, a year and a half. And it was in really good shape when I got it. But, you know, when you get that first car, I didn't take very good care of it. You know, I did. I wasn't mechanically inclined, so I didn't you know, pay much attention to the oil and those kind of things. I think one time I might even driven over a curb and put a hole in the oil pan. But oh. <laughs> uh, my first car was a 54 Chevy. Mine, cost $100. Mine was a 55 Chevy. So <laughs> okay. how about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed our time together. I've been speaking with Pueblo Mayor Nick Gratisar. It sounds like the city of Pueblo is in very good hands to me. And, and thank you for spending some time with me. And, and good luck with... Uh, the coming uh, years as mayor. And I think, I think Pueblo is going to do really well, especially after we get over the, the hill of the pandemic. Yep. David, thank you very much for having me. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. This is Pueblo's podcast. I'm Dave Moore. Be proud, Pueblo. Pueblo.